Welcome to Maximizing Life in the Middle, a podcast featuring two people consciously living and loving as husband and wife, parents, and individuals working to make the most out of their lives. I'm Jay Taylor. And I am Aaron Taylor, and we are so happy that you are spending some time with us today. to episode 29. I am introducing it because you have a cold. Yep. And you've been sneezing, sniffling, coughing, and hacking for about five days now. So we're going to hope that we can get through this without too much editing of the audio. Yeah, so we need the little cough button to just be like... And coughing, when coughing comes up. So... We wanted to talk about a realization or an epiphany you had this weekend when you went to a comic book show, and it happened to be two days long, Right. it was about an hour from home, so you decided to stay over, because normally you just go, It normally they're just one day once, the ones you go to, so you decided to stay over so that you could be there for the next day, Right. and reduce the driving. Wake up early. Yeah, so, you know, there's comic shows I go to that are two days, but because of my footprint generally isn't that far away, I don't stay over a lot. Plus, you know, certainly impacts the potential profitability of a show for kind of a small indie publisher if you're constantly having to pay 125 or $150 for a room and eating out, you know, which probably do some of that anyway, but, you know, you do more of it and all that kind of stuff. So you surely ramp up the cost when you add the hotel room. Yeah. Multiple meals. You know, so... So that's something that I don't do a lot of. And again, my footprint of where I go for shows allows me not to have to do that. If I'm going to a show in... Philadelphia or upper upstate, you know, further up in New Jersey or maybe in Delaware or, you know, even when I went to Baltimore, we stayed over one night somewhere else. It's like there's always options or it seems like there's a lot of options in the local areas. But for this reason, for this particular show, for whatever reason, because it was in Atlantic City and, you know, it seemed like the room rates were kind of reasonable. um, I made the decision that I was going to stay over and you know listen it's comic convention staying over you know the a lot of there's a lot of anecdotal discussions around the con experience that it's not necessarily the it's not necessarily the con itself where connections are made and where opportunities to kind of grow in in your work and in the stuff you produce come from but more you know the after party and the hanging out and the staying over at the same hotel and all those kind of places where those introductions and those connections are made that can foster 
a greater um, greater opportunities in your career. It builds your tribe. Yeah. And I haven't, because I've so rarely, you know, chosen to stay over, you know, those opportunities have not been as present. But because this time I did stay over, you know, and again, it, it it's a convention. So, you know, the after party or the, you know, post game is basically hanging out at a bar afterwards. But talking with different um, creators and, you know, kind of finding who, you know, has a similar feel for likes the kind of stories that you like to tell, has the kind of life experiences that might marry well to what your thoughts and experiences are and, and those different kinds of things. And I, we had a, you know, we had a group of us who were of a similar ilk who were hanging out and spending a, a fair amount of time at that bar the night between the Saturday and the Sunday of the show. And while the show itself was only of middling success financially, you know, um, those connections, I think, have the chance to really pay some dividends down the road um, in terms of opportunities to work with people and opportunities to get, you know, a higher profile to uh, the comic work that I'm doing. So the epiphany was, if you're going to be a part of a industry group, uh, culture, scene, whatever that, whatever that word is that uses to describe um, your 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 culture scene group whatever you have to you have to be in it you have to be in it where those people are right and you know it might mean some sacrifices right obviously there was a party that night for our respective nieces like a birthday party and you know by having by making the decision to stay over I was basically saying, okay, hey, I'm going to miss that party. I'm not going to be here overnight with the kids and with you. But it was important enough, I thought, to be, well, and I wasn't even thinking of it in those terms per se. I was just thinking in terms of at the end of a show, I don't want to drive back home on Saturday night and have to jump back in the car early the next morning and drive all the way back. I was just thinking, oh, I'll just drive, stay down there and, you know, whatever. Um... So yeah, so that was the epiphany, if you call it that, if you, you know, if that's the the term we want to use. Um, Which is kind of interesting because I've been doing the conference scene for several years for my work. And so when you came home and had this, shared this epiphany with me that you had, like, oh, it's so beneficial to meet up with the people after hours because then you make all these great connections and I was kind of like well yeah of course what how is that an epiphany but then I remembered that you don't really do that kind of stuff so the idea of connecting professionally with people in those settings probably isn't on the front of your mind because you don't find yourself in that setting too much and I mean a conference versus a comic book show slightly different but the whole idea of it, like like-minded people gathering together in a geographical space and then maybe staying at a hotel and then 
eating dinner at the same place or, or whatnot, you know, in the evening hours that it, that could go for a comic book show or a convention like I go to or, you know, a trade show or, or anything that anybody would do for their particular industry. Yeah, and it, you know, obviously a lot of your events tend to be, you know, I do 20 to 30 events, quote unquote, events a year, right? I'm coming out of a period of, or I'm coming on to the third week in a third weekend in a row of there being a comic show. Now, the first one of those was a one day show. The middle one, the one that just finished up was a two day show. And the one coming up this weekend is a one day show. But the point is, is that I do a lot more, but they tend to be smaller events, or if they are bigger events, they're bigger events that are local, whereas yours are fewer. On an airplane. Bigger, but flying someplace to go to do, you know, to do the the convention or seminar or conference that you're attending. So you're always in that localized, you know, thing you're not going to fly back right you're going there you're flying there and you're staying over so but the the real value to me was because i would see some of the same some of the same people who i saw and was hanging out with i would see them during the day at the show but during the day when you're at the show you don't get a chance to talk about anything because you're you're focused on, I'm trying to market my stuff to people. Just as if you go to a conference, you're focused on whatever the event, whatever right. that session is talking about. Yeah, and it's only when you kind of say, okay, hey, it's afterwards, and now everybody can kind of take a deep breath, relax, and it doesn't have to be in pitch mode, doesn't have to be in like market to you know the people who will buy your products who are at the show, or in your case... You know, maybe presenters who you're listening to their, uh, you know, their particular uh, topic that you want to get some information or learning on. Um, you know, now suddenly you're in a different environment where everybody can kind of like decompress and start to talk about, you know, the plans that they might make or th- ideas that they have or whatever the case may be. I think those are by far the most valuable parts of any kind of gathering of like-minded people because... You know how I, what I believe deeply about connections and, you know, I just told one of our nephews this weekend, it's not really so much about what you know, it's who you know and who knows you. And so you never know who knows who, who might connect you with someone you're trying to connect with professionally for whatever it is, or you never know what you and a person you connect with might have might be inspired to collaborate on to create something new that never would have come about if you hadn't found each other sitting at the, in the hotel lobby waiting for, you know, an Uber or something that you would have never have had that interaction. And so I think that is by far, I mean, I, you know that I love the conferences that I go to and they're hugely valuable, but I think the connections that you make is probably the, the most valuable part of it right and it is it 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 for those who are out there listening it's like it's especially important to kind of figure out what the 
the flow is, right? Because maybe what, you know, you're doing isn't exactly the kind of thing where there is a convention or a show, but, you know, maybe the idea becomes, hey, figure out where you're, you know, people are congregating, gathering, whatever, and then go be out there and among them because it's tough. You know, and I've I've expressed this a couple of times where you say, yeah, you know, I just kind of feel like, because everybody feels like an outsider. Yeah, everybody feels like they're not part of the in crowd, the in crowd or the group or the, you know, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not the other. But then once you get in that environment and you're hanging out with all those other people who you're like, well, oh, they're this, that or the other. And you're like, well, no, we're all just kind of the same. We're all trying to do our, in, in my case, do our thing, tell our stories, produce our work and, you know, hope that. Some people notice it and are interested in in supporting us. So I think that's a that's a huge lesson, you know. Get into you know, get into where the people of your of your tribe are going and where they're gonna be in those kinds of environments. And you know, doing it halfway or kind of hanging out on the periphery. It's not really going to get the job done. I mean, you know, it's probably not, you know, is it going to hurt you? I don't know. But is it going to be as beneficial as that other experience? I don't think so. So. Well, you know that the work that Sue and I do at Building Connected Communities, I mean, the name implies what it is. We're all about building our community of helping professionals. And so when we go to these events, Dr. Shafali's in particular, always... And whatever else we go to, we're, I mean, we have a mindset of we're, we're growing our community. We're telling, we're connecting with people, letting them know about our community, what we do, whether we feel it could benefit them or not. But sometimes when we go, I think this is another important point. Like you went to this convention with a couple of your friend colleagues, people that you know. Yeah. And she and I typically travel together to these things. And sometimes, probably at least one time, one meal, whether lunch or dinner or something, or or during the presentation itself or whatever, we will intentionally say, let's sit on opposite sides of the room. Let's sit at different tables at lunch. Let's break apart. Because if you are... If you go to these events and you're always hanging out with the people that you know or sitting next to the people that you came with, you're never going to break out of your comfortable little capsule, your little bubble, to potentially make that powerful connection that leads to something really incredible. And so you, you, another helpful thing when you go to these things is to really intentionally break out of your bubble and go sit with someone you've never seen before, you've never met before, or in your case... Someone that you know is well-known in your field, but who's also there or whatever, you know, just to break away from your friends or your colleagues or your coworkers and just go find new people because you're only going to be there for that weekend or those couple days or overnight. So if you don't take that opportunity or create the space for that connection to naturally happen, you're going to go home and you won't have done anything other than hang out with people you talk to all the time anyway, which is fine, but... Is it really moving the bar forward? Right. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. I mean, it, it, you know, no one wants to be 
the loner. No one wants to, you know, in a restaurant or a gathering or a bar or a lobby or whatever. You know, for many people, it's probably off-putting to just suddenly walk up to somebody else and be like, Hey, I'm Jay Taylor. I want to talk to you about art or want to introduce myself. You know, not everybody necessarily would feel comfortable doing that. But the value of that when you're in that group huge. Is, is, is enormous. Well, and, and, you know, certain cases like that could feel a little... <clears throat> Not artificial, but a little awkward, maybe. You see somebody sitting at the hotel bar alone, and you just go introduce yourself. Sure, but only certain people have that degree of comfort that they could do that. But say you're at a a conference or something, and then you get your pre-designed or pre-scheduled lunch break. Instead of grabbing your your box lunch and sitting at the table with the person you know, go sit somewhere else. Not not that you're like ditching your friend, but say, how, how about if we go see if we can meet other people and see what kind of things we can find out about other people so that they feel like you're not being mean to them. It's actually just taking an opportunity to make new connections. The other thing I really love and I think that, you know, is, is I, I can I think of as an interesting thing and somehow or other something to pattern for myself, though I don't. I have exactly a handle on it yet, but um, this weekend kind of touched on it or, or sort of triggered that response in my head is the way you and Sue through BCC sponsor that get-together at each of these gatherings that you're at or a lot mm-hmm. of the gatherings that you're at. And, you know, it's one of those things where Holy cliche, but you have to spend some money to make some money. Well, you have to reinvest in yourself or your business to grow. And, you know, so you actively say, okay, hey, we're going to get all the people who are a part of what we do through your community. Our members who come. Our members, right. There's always 20 or 30 of us together. Yeah, and you're going to sponsor a dinner. Well, I mean, that's not sponsoring a dinner. We're just... Taking them out to dinner. Well, right. we sponsor the bags at the event too. Right. That's just for the but whole. But that's conference. promote. That's just boring promotional stuff, and that everybody kind of can do that. And you know, you know as well as I do that what gets in a lot of those bags is thrown away. But coming up and going, wow, okay, but hey, people take the reusable bags home and use them to go shopping. Hopefully, but doing the dinner and you know, kind of uh, putting your money where your mouth is eating, so to speak. <coughs> that has a palpable effect and is something that the next event where there is an opportunity to, to do that, I can see, you know, an opportunity to be able to have that kind of a group get together, right? Now, whether or not it's, you know, as <coughs> as direct as what you do where you're... You're sort of giving a bonus to your people who are kind of your members and thus customers in some way, shape, or form. Um, you know, I don't know about that. But even just being the person who organizes something. And well, yeah, says, that's what I was going to say. We've been to conferences where we're not – it's not like 
a large gathering of our people, but we've been to conferences where we've said, hey, let's do, you know, there's no formal plan for dinner on Saturday night, so let's just, a couple, you know, four or five or six of us will say, when we're here, when we break, you know, because our conferences have people break up and you go talk to someone for two minutes and then you come back and sit down listen to the speaker and you get up and go talk to somebody else for two minutes. So sometimes we'll say, hey, everybody you talk to, every new person, and you have to talk to new people, that's like part of the thing. So we say every new person you talk to, if, if that feels right to you, tell them we're gathering and give them the details. And so um, not that it's something that one or two people would pay for, but just organizing it, because some people can't even think about affording that. But someone's organizing it and just saying, hey, we're all, a bunch of us are gathering for dinner at 7 at blah, blah, blah. Do you want to come? Here's the information. And I'm telling you, when we do that, so many people, like their faces light up and they feel, oh my gosh, I'm part of the in crowd. I just got invited by you guys to come and hang out. And it's not like we're like so much the in crowd or so you know famous or anything like that but just because everybody has a deep need to feel like they belong and right. that they're accepted and so even just organizing that and then a couple of you just say to the people that you come into contact with hey we're gathering would you like to for dinner would you like to come it means so much to that person that you extended that and especially if they're there by themselves so they might just get room service and eat in the hotel and now suddenly they've got an, oper- an invitation to go have dinner with 20 different people. They love People love that. Right. So it doesn't even necessarily have to cost you a ton of money, but just being the organizer of and a connector right. of that kind of event. Yeah. So food for thought about upcoming events and ways that we could, or that I should and could possibly kind of have that role to sort of make that uh, sense of community grow. So. And you and I are definitely organizers and planners. Not planners. You're not a planner in terms of details. I'm an organizer. But you're a planner in terms of, hey, there's this opening on the calendar. Let's fill it with something fun. And then call everybody you know and say, hey, come do this thing with me because it's open on the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got left alone, so I'm going to make sure that there's people around me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that probably covers the bulk of the topic what you say yes all right well with that we will tell you to go identify your tribe and plan something fun with them because you will enjoy it yeah find out where they're at go hang out with them and then or create your own thing and invite them to it right there you go all right well that's it we'll catch you guys next time